today I want to talk about gratitude and um, patience and uh, process and also um, speed. So I have a lot of gratitude in my heart. A year ago, I always like to think like six, three, six, twelve months ago. Kind of just puts me in perspective. Twelve months ago, I, uh, yeah, was living in a bunk bed Airbnb because I thought that living inside of Loop 10, 16, Loop 610 Houston would, I don't know, give me a kind of hustle, put me in kind of a more kinetic, frenetic kind of pace, um, and uh, save, started saving some money. My Prius had gotten flooded out. Um, I was driving a car that I was leasing from Lyft. Uh, I think there was just a lot of pain in my psyche, you know, still kind of hurt and bitter about my breakup. And more so than that, just feeling like so many failures in my life, you know. And um, they say that emotions are stored in your body and um, there's going to be reoccurring cycles of karma. And the word loser has always been a word that's gone in and out of my consciousness, you know. I remember at the dinner table, my dad a captain, major, lieutenant colonel in the army, you know, bunch of yahoos and losers. I remember kind of this arrogance of, like, superiority. Everybody is a loser, so I'm better than them, right? And then I, I remember just constant in and out, feeling very proud of certain achievements, then feeling like a total loser in other areas, you know, and then as I became more of an adult income and, you know, occupation and earnings starts becoming much more relevant and uh, feeling kind of like a loser there, feeling like a winner in the avenue of freedom and self-expression and choice. But when it comes down to output, production, income level, kind of feeling like a loser. I remember being 24 working at a sushi restaurant, I was delivering sushi, and I remember this girl from my high school, well, I knew her in middle school and high school, came into the restaurant, I'm 24 years old, you know, and when I wasn't doing deliveries, I was at the host stand, so I look like I'm just a host at a sushi restaurant at 24, you know, even though I graduated summa cum laude, went to one of the best business schools in the country, what am I doing? at a sushi sushi restaurant as a 24-year-old, you know, I was getting my real estate license and this and that, but, you know, yeah, I feel like a loser. And then I also notice that sometimes I have a tendency to criticize others as being a bum, loser, broke, tired and broke. But I also realize that every time I say that about someone, it's just, creating the event that I'm going to be like that, you know what I mean? Because there's days, and maybe you can relate to this, but there's days when I just feel so, it feels like there's this humongous invisible wall just blocking you from feeling motivated or good about yourself, and it's 
like it saps sapping you of your energy, just humongous invisible force pressing down on you. You feel like you're powerless to it. You know, I don't know. That's the only way I can describe it. But sometimes you feel that. And I feel like that's the result of all the criticism that I've ever inflicted on others. I feel like that's actually, I created that, you know what I mean? Maybe someone else created it, but if you keep perpetuating it, so the answer is forgiveness and uh, really, really try to be aware of your ego when you start getting angry, when you start feeling it flaring up, you want to criticize, you want to lash out, you really got to take a step back, apologize, be the bigger man in the situation, even though you know that your ego is going to be super irritated to take a more subservient role in the argument, meaning you're going to take a step down, you're not. You're going to let the other person win the ego battle, you know, you're going to let the other person's ego, you know, feel victorious, but you realize that you just don't want hostility, you're actually going to be the one that wins in the end, okay, so... Sometimes you got to take a step back, let it all go, practice humility and patience and even compassion for the other person, understand that we're just responding, you know, wars and wars and killing and killing and, and uh, Tur- Turks and Kurds and Syrians and uh, Pakistani and India, Indians, you know, when's it ever going to end? So generational hate. We learned it from our fathers. They learned it from their fathers. You know, you got to just let it go. Take a step back. It'll all go. Um, So I'm working on patience and humility, gratitude. So, yeah, you know, where I'm at right now is so much better than where I was at a year ago. And where I was at a year before that, honestly, I can even say is so much better than that even though in ways I didn't know were happening, but they're happening, you know. And um, I have way more space. I have way more income because I have way less spending. So sometimes you need to increase your spending power by decreasing all of your bills, you know. And, like, sometimes that's the smartest thing to possibly do because you feel wealthy when you know you have a pretty big buffer on, uh, you know, income versus expenses. So sometimes just minor shifts, minor downgrades actually makes you feel a lot wealthier, makes you feel a lot more comfortable, you know. And then once you've established a comfortable balance, then we got to really increase the productivity. And that comes with feeding your mind with content, that comes with your visualizations, that comes with gratitude, but that also comes with expectation, and that also comes with higher standards and uh, rewards and punishments for not meeting deadlines, you know. I've had to create reward and punishment system for employees not reaching my deadlines, so don't you think I need to talk to myself the same way? I need to treat myself the same way I would be treating my employees. If you don't produce, there should be a punishment, right? And uh, anyways, so that's that. You don't want to take it too overboard. Always live in punishment. I got punished a lot as a child. You know, I was a very rebellious child. You know, my ego flared up, and when my ego flared up, I wanted to destroy. You know, I, I didn't care about anything. 
you know, so being stubborn and combative might be cute when you're a little three-year-old, but, you know, when you're a grown man, it's not cute, and it just gets you in trouble, and you got to be really careful who you pick fights with, you know what I'm saying? Because they got guns, we got guns, both people shoot each other, both people end up dead. Do you really want... Do you really want that to happen? One person ends up in the hospital or dead. The other funeral home. The other person ends up in prison. What's what's up with that? What, what where's where is the success there? There's none. Okay, for a split second you felt successful, and you're gonna pay ten, twenty-five lifetime for for your sin. Is that worth it? That's a terrible investment. It's like a negative ten million dollars, ten million times investment. So you want to have a positive 10 million times investment, and I think that's gratitude. Gratitude just means that I I know I'm thankful for what I have, and I'm also thankful to myself because I know that I'm doing way better than I was a year ago, and the reason why I know that I'm doing better is because my attitude has gotten better and my productivity has gotten better and my uh, responsibility has gotten better, and, um, you know, I made better choices. So gratitude is partly appreciation, just for life, period, even if you had absolutely nothing. Even if you were Gandhi and you were in a British prison for years, and he could still find gratitude, even though he had been wrongly imprisoned, you know, had nothing, stripped away of nothing, but he was grateful because he knew he was accomplishing a purpose, right? Purpose comes from being self-defined. You know, you don't have to have anything possession-wise to be grateful and to know that you have a purpose because that's your own mentality, and that doesn't cost any money. That doesn't even exist in a physical space. It exists purely in a mind space, and you can identify and define and execute in your mind, even though you're not in your body, you know, the goal is to do both, but, you know, so even if you have nothing physically, you can be grateful, even if you have nothing, you know, mentally, you know, you have no purpose, you greater purpose, yeah, all your needs are met, you know, um, even a minimum wage earner in America is wealthier than, like, like what, 90% of the world. The average global income, you know, over every single human life is, like, 1000 U.S. dollars a year, something like that. So you're already, everybody in America is already rich. They just don't understand that, you know. And if the attitude is always more, then... That means, okay, more is expected of you. But anyway, so this is a recap, rehash, gratitude. You know, I went from sleeping in a bunk bed because I thought I would be saving money, and then I got, you know, a bigger room, and then I was inside of the loop because I thought it was cool to be inside of the loop. And I'm building this business, and I'm flirting with the city of Houston. You know, I'm, I'm you know, getting to know... The, the people of Midtown and uh, Galleria and the Heights and Bel Air and Westview and Wright Campus and uh, the Med Center 
So, you know, it was fun while it lasted. My curiosity was stated. I got to kind of have a general perspective of the entire inner city, not just Houston, but also, you know, these kind of industries, oil and gas, medical, financial, startup. Okay, good little understanding of that. And then, you know, we move on to uh, better value, more space, better value. More money saved means more money spend means much greater uh, spending power and uh, much more space. So, yeah, the cost of living, the price per square foot, so much better where I'm at, humble. And not just in terms of, like, land and space versus dollars, but also in the sense of, like, you know, what's the tone of the people in the area. And the tone of the people in Humble, in my neighborhood, is uh, really, really high. Very peaceful. You know, people are really nice. I feel like there's a a general aura of uh, compassion and respect and peace, serenity even. Maybe a little tired, you know. Maybe a little bit more relaxed, I should say, rather than tired. But uh, that's fine for me because I don't... I realize that I don't really need to be in a frenetic environment. I need to be in a peaceful and loving, you know, environment. You know, as loving as it could be, but just, you know, a general pleasant, pleasant, you know, attitude. I I do so much better in that kind of aura, Uh, you know, and then when I can afford to live in a booming metropolitan, you know, in a, I mean, it's going to, it just comes down to uh, income, right? It just comes down to income and how much you're willing to spend. All the places that I think I'd want to live, though, I mean, you'd have to be pulling in several hundred thousand dollars. So until then, you're going to go with the best value, the best value for your money. So anyways, kind of just a summary. I'm kind of just summarizing. I like to do that periodically, kind of just mull over my my time and my momentum and my habits. And uh, just getting back into the grind, you know, the desire to execute. The desire to execute and diminish exhaustion, you know, and that means incredible sustainability and that means incredible longevity i want sustained i want longevity that means i want to go forever i want to minimize burnout i want to minimize exhaustion fatigue i want to maximize output i want to maximize my own emotional state of just feeling good and ready to work, you know, I, I want to feel like that all the time, I want to feel great, I want to feel happy inside, and uh, pleased, and and motivated, and powerful, and proud, and we're just going to keep that engine rolling, you know, that's what I want, I want this to experience this state forever, and, uh, you know, intense motivation, but not to the point where you're flexing and you're wasting and you're burning out on energy. You're keeping it tight, you know. It's efficient, you know. You're not wasting energy. You're not wasting money. You're not wasting time. Everything is maximized. Everything is 
you can learn from the Japanese. There's a book by uh, one of the Toyota guys. I'm I'm going to try to read that. But you want to be like Toyota, man. You want to be just so efficient, you know, everything. Perfect, you know, perfection, industrial perfection. And, uh, you know, you got to treat your body and your mind and your soul kind of like an industry, you know. In a sense, you are a machine and you are delivering results whatever you're doing for work. Some people choose to think about work more than others, and that's going to determine, you know, your income and your, you know, goals that way. But, you know, that's just everything for me. And then when it comes to intimacy and affection, you know, I want a bombshell, and I'm willing to be patient, and I'm willing to just keep improving myself. I want a bombshell with the delicious energy, you know, smells enticing, delicious, clean, you know, manicured, very girly, you know, a lot of effort in appearance, you know, the nails and the hair and tight outfits, you know, that's what I want, you know, so you know what you want, you're patient and, uh, you know, you're willing to put the work in, so stay focused, stay motivated and grind it.